Hello and welcome to the recap episode 2 of Caravan 13... 13? 13. <laughs> we're, we're already on. Keep it going. <laughs> Hello everybody. It's Hello. your favorite boys, Chad and James, back at it again. With another recap. Yep. And an apology. And a Q&A. Yep. Yeah. Alright, well... Uh, we were trying so... to get McConaughey and Brandon in, but... Yeah. Cowards. Well, Brand- McConaughey... We know where Brandon is. McConaughey just doesn't want to answer his phone. Yeah. Which, about this time... In- yeah, we know what he's doing. Yeah, actually, I know exactly where both of them are. <laughs> where are they playing? Uh, what was the thing you guys were playing recently? Where they're on Forsaken right now. Uh, yeah. We could message him and make him drop in. No, he won't. I know he won't. He won't. Neither of them will. Not unless we're actually having him sit here. Will he not join? Correct. That's McConaughey. Brandon just doesn't want to do it. Brandon's Brandon's like, I don't have a mic. James, I don't have a mic to do this with. <laughs> I could have said something, but that would have given away where you worked. <laughs> yeah. He goes to you, asks you to help him get a mic on discount. And then if we... Ones. Oh, I know, right? Uh, you guys probably have decent headphone mics. Which is all he right. needs. He doesn't need our fancy studio <coughs> snowball. Right. Shit, I'm not even using headsets. In, I, I'm literally just using the iPad Master Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to sell off our whole great mic that we've used for this whole series. It's a blue snowball. Yep. That's about to change, though. Yes, it will. We'll get to that, however, after the recap. Well, go ahead, DM. Okay, so... what? How far do we need to recap? The finale and the epilogue, basically? I'd say... Pre-finale, finale, epilogue. Okay, so basically the entire climax... Well, technically the finale is that episode right before the finale, and then the five hours of dick punching. Right, 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 right. Ow! So, there was the lame episode with the capes. That was uh, the unfortunate side effect of weather shutting us in. So we weren't even sure how long we were going to have power. So there was a kind of a, a comedy episode we did where the entire party got talking capes. But really the only two that mattered were Brandon's and uh, Shay's. Sarah and Makana, or uh, Parda and Vareed, they do still have talking capes. But like I promised, theirs won't talk unless they want to. Whereas mine... 
Uh, I mean, technically, Shays, Shays won't doesn't directly talk to her unless like Rouge needs to say something. But yours kind of follows the uh, same logic. Yeah. Uh, technically, the only one that needs to directly talk is Brandon's. <laughs> Stupid promise. Yep. I promise I'll help you later. No, you won't. You're not going to talk him out of his suicidal thoughts or anything? I mean, if like I told him, his cloak's attitude is related to Brandon's attitude. I know. They all, well... Mine's now a character, so I can't really say... Yours is now a character because... Yours still, yours was a good play on, like, it was a good way to make Shay get introduced to Shay. Mm-hmm. But, see, oh, so, ooh, got a, got a locking key, that little secret up. Woo! Yeah. That, that was close. Almost gave away, like, half of season two in one slip. Whoops! <laughs> Whoopsie! Anyway, your, your cloak matters. Vareed and Partas don't really matter. They they're just kind of like a. We'll, we just we'll had to give call... everybody one, so it wasn't obvious that somebody was getting a plot device. Yep. But it also just worked for comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there was some slapstick involved. So the pre pre finale episode was basically everybody gets a cool cloak that actually does serve a purpose. We didn't get to see too much of it because of the episode kind of going wonky jaw. And then the normal episode kind of, but not quite true. I still blame the thunder God. He still hasn't called you back. I forget. Did you actually split the uh, the ex girlfriend episode into two, or is that still considered the? Uh, that finale? is pre finale. Okay. Ex girlfriend is the five minutes before the finale. The finale is the five hours. Okay. So then you have uh, the the pre pre finale was the cape episode. Then you have the pre finale, which is. Um, Deus Ex cave climbing. Mm. Realizing the cave climb semi a waste of time, semi not. And then basically the adventurers get to the top of the and that's when they find um main bad guy's evil lair dot JPEG. Then <laughs> catastrophe strikes, they go inside bad guy's evil lair. And then a lot of Lugash's backstory gets explained. Which I mean, we can explain a lot of it. Uh, pretty simple. Lugash was a real bastard. And, uh... Well, he was following his god only... But because he was following his god, he was a dick. He... And it's funny because the point I was trying to make was... Lugash has a really nasty habit of trying to get away from Urzael and always comes back to her no matter what, like a fucking boomerang. And sure enough, he you know, he's, into been it following, he's been following Onvale for about 10 episodes, and then what does he do? He forgets Onvale's name and claims Urzael is his god again. I swear to God, I could not have written it better my fucking self. I didn't even... Even like, Onvale's slapping his face as hard as he can creating a thunderstorm I'm, behind him honestly i'm re- he's really 
lucky I didn't just smite him there, but I had too much stuff planned. Any other time. <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, the pre-finale involved the party going along, trying to chase Farisong back and stop him before he can enact his evil plan. But in so doing, discover that Lugash killed the last people he adventured with, which included Farisong and also his ex-girlfriend slash wife. Which I don't think we played it out very much, but... Yeah, Shay and Vareed do not trust him anymore. <laughs> From what I can tell. Or at least Vareed trusts him enough to know, if you betray us, I kill you. Yeah, I definitely think that Vareed doesn't trust him at all. Yeah. Well, when Shay finally got her voice back, which we'll get to, I tried to have it be... She finally says how she feels about this whole situation. Right. <laughs> You're a so... giant piece of crap. <laughs> That's basically what I did. Yeah, I know. So the pre-finale leads up to the moments of... Um, so Farisong finally enacts phase one of his plan. Or I mean, I would guess it would be like phase five at this point. He resurrects his old adventuring party, um, fulfilling a promise he had a long time ago. And used the souls of I mean this is kind of getting into deep timey wimey bullshit um it's explained that Garrick attempted to stop Ferrisong the first time and failed by himself then he went back a second time with an adventuring party and failed again before ultimately bringing Caravan 13 in to try and finish the job mm-hmm. the problem is is that the the four adventurers from before got used as soul sacrifices to resurrect Farisong's friends. And I'm guessing we're not going to hear anything about those characters? Um, they are going to be referenced in the next season along with um, some other party members that may or may not have been introduced in the last episode. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be good. But, um... So, yeah, the, uh... Shay gets her first taste of blood and flesh because her little demon friend, like, gets a hold of her a little bit, and she totally eats Lugash's ex, and it was awesome. Yeah, that, I... I knew I was never gonna avoid... I wasn't gonna be able to avoid it for long, so it's just, like, just go into it just get it and get into it i did and just kind of a warning if you haven't listened to it it gets kind of raunchy like real raunchy <laughs> like cleric started to go huh raunchy well that was just a screw in but yeah yeah so lugash basically dies but then gets um told like what the fuck is wrong with, with you giant they say, air quotes I mean, for all intents and purposes, I had killed. Like, that was a really annoying, actually, as a DM. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was hoping it was going to be one of those things where he'd start to let them attack, and then something would click and go, you know what, screw you guys. But no. That would have been what I would have done. 
the one time I wanted him to man up, and he didn't man up. I mean, like I said, I, it's been one of those things where he had let them get a few hits in and then started fighting. Right. But no, he submitted and put his weapons aside up. Yeah. Which I mean could have been interesting, but Yeah. Yeah, no. So then um the episode ends with the party members um going through a portal and I think that's where the pre finale ends. That's where the pre finale ends. And then we move right into the finale, which I'm trying to find a notebook while we talk. <laughs> oh, okay. So the finale episode is six hours. We call it six hours of dick punching. It starts with our intrepid party members going through one or two realms of nonsense when they meet um, Big Z. Big Z, Zerno God, the Time God. And uh, they, as I put it in the last episode, they basically took a dip in his swimming pool, and his swimming pool actually happens to be the pool of life. So Vareed handily got his tiefling skin back, and he's now actually a normal blood and life tiefling, not a resurrected revenant of doom. <laughs> um, so they have a small talk with the, uh, the, time, the god of time and space. Before he basically goes, you guys have important things to do, shwomp, and they go back to uh, Fomalhaut. Which is funny because he's the god of time and he could have literally at any time sent us back and just let us answer all our questions. He could have, but he can't for reasons we explained in the last episode. I know. Um, so then the, um, god, the fucking finale was a train wreck. Well, certain parts were. Most of it, you mean. Um, so, hey, to start and, off... Me huh? and Vareed got to be... Well, Shane Vareed got to be badasses for once. Right. Well, I mean, Shay for once, I guess. Yeah. Vareed is always just tank and spank for days. You know Parda got to shine a lot. Oh, yeah. Like... Part of the got to show what she's going to be like. She doesn't need. She doesn't always need the moon now. Nope. Yeah, she can summon those two giant fire entities. It's still going to be one. Um, I summoned two because I never technically said she summoned two. She just had to. Yeah. Uh, that gets kind of explained in the next episode, which will air after an apology. <laughs> anyway. Finishing, uh, so the finale kind of goes through the motions of gets dropped off outside Fomalhaut main castle before the big demon invasion. Spoiler alert, there's a big demon invasion. You guys go inside, find Garrick and Farisong duking it out. Basically having a Sith all-out battle one-on-one. Yeah. And then, uh, Eventually, like they're the whole point is they're trying to reclaim the dagger from Farisong, which Garrick knocked loose from his hand before the party got there. And so Shay retrieves the dagger, but then Farisong kind of blows up the area where the throne is, and that leads to Shay's virtual death. Mm -hmm. But that triggers the whole uh, ritual thing. 
So now Shay is part demon. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain to people that whole custom thing you, well, basically mod you made, or do you want to do that later? Uh, we'll get to that a little later. All right. But we'll we'll t we'll handle the miscellaneous details before we like. We'll just do the big recap first. So after that, um, Vareed follows Shay down, and then that left uh, Parda and Lugash up front because Garrick got like tossed out the fucking window, super bad. Got like kaboomed. He got Team Rocket blasting off again. Basically, ding. Uh, Farisong basically says, if you don't, um, get, get me that dagger back, I kill everyone, and I'll make sure you feel everything. And, uh, that basically made Lugash go, okay, which meant, once again, Lugash got coerced into working for the bad guys, which, kind of on brand at this point. So then Lugash <laughs> goes down. Vareed and Shay have the dagger, but at this point, Vareed jumps down, sees Shay with some new shiny metal, and is like, what the hell's this? Lugash comes down, oh, double fuck, what is this? <laughs> Tries to say, hey, give me the dagger. They basically say, fuck no. <laughs> well, they both were right at the point of, we could both easily kill you together. Right? Either one of us could destroy you. Because, okay, for those of you who don't know, um, I have said this be time and again, Lugash is our weakest character health-wise. <laughs> Even after we let him re-roll some stuff. Um, uh, I know this is going to make some of you facepalm. He is a cleric that has no con mod. <laughs> he, I shit you not, you guys. I want you to understand this. When I was rolling Garrick's stats um, with the party at level four, he had more HP then than he had after the reroll. <laughs> I think I had forty-three HP at level four, and I think he like only had forty. Four or five has his original stats. So you can kind of only guess, because we need to re-scan those new sheets. I actually have not touched Garrick's sheet at all. Well. It's still the same sheet. It's still the same sheet, but you've hinted at that he's been off doing stuff on his own. Well, kind of. Um, that's That'll be um, revealed after that. Um, so... Basically, Lugash says, give me the dagger. Vareen and Shay say, no, you don't get the dagger. You've been a bad boy. And that's when Garrett goes, no, I don't think you understand. You need to give him the dagger. And they're like, Aww. I'm not going to give him the direct dagger directly. You can have it. He goes, okay, here, take it. Gives Lugash the dagger, schwoomp back to Farisong. And then uh, Farisong stabs in like his last gambit to try and gain godly power stabs himself with the dagger and inadvertently releases Urzael on the mortal realm. And then Urzael... an animation of that scene, though, because it's that, want to see a magic trick? <laughs> Ta-da! I <laughs> know. <laughs> so, uh, Farisong then dies because he basically absorbed godly power, 
channeled a god into the mortal realm, succumbed in the process. Urzael then raises a demon army, summons her like little fucking no, or little, her massive null army into existence and storms Fomalhaut, starting what was basically the beginning of her reign of terror in the mortal realm. <laughs> and then summons her um, prime captain, which is revealed to be Lugash's brother. And instead of making it cool... Brother, what's that? Was it twin or younger brother? Twin. Ooh. Twin brother. So literally almost all the same stats. No, his his brother... I hinted at this in the very literal, like, second episode of the, uh, the campaign we ever released for you guys. Or was it the third episode? It was after... Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it was the second episode. Episode two. It was the it was kind of the top episode before things got really formal hot again and before you guys killed uh Garrick or Zale combo. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jimmy the the cleric man said you weren't even the strongest boy we pulled from your little <laughs> fucking hut. I hinted at it that far back, you guys. I hinted <laughs> at it that far fucking back. <sighs> I vaguely remember that and it never I think I even remember that when we were playing and you mentioned it and I'm like oh yeah that's how far back it went I literally hinted at the fact that um Zerog slash Lugach had a brother that was a part of their fucking group (laughs) how far in advance that's been planned and there's a lot you hinted at that you planned out for the first season yeah um so Instead of it being really cool, you know, Obi-Wan versus um, literally any Clone Wars fight, any, like, it could be Obi-Wan versus fucking Darth Maul, insert any awesome 1v1, it turned into, what if Rocky was all nut punches? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was gonna be so cool. Well, and you hinted that there was going to be like this giant hammer, and the brother was going to turn into like a tentacle monster. Actually, Urzael, like originally, I was going to Ferrisong kind of turned into an amalgam. It was going to be Urzael, but it had like Ferrisong's face in it, kind of like off to one side, like weird. <laughs> but um, it wound up not. I wound up going. No, that's just a little on the on the nose. That's a little too much. But I it then, awesome, but... I mean, it it would have been awesome, but it would have been there would have been a lot to it that I think would have bogged it down. Yeah, but it still went from here, fight your brother to Brandon literally just couldn't care. I was like, Brandon, you're not trying. You, I like, some, I, I think at some point he just sort of. Eh. It's like one of those things where it's like, bro, like, and it, the the thing is, is he kind of knew the brother thing was coming. We all knew. Well, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I told him, like, just prepare for a brother thing, like, before the session happened. Oh, yeah, you did. I, I like, let him know, like, because like, he really wanted Everybody else knew, and he was, like, begging me. He was, like, getting all fucking pouty about it. So I told him. Well, I didn't tell him outright. I just had him basically play guessing games for an hour. Literally an hour. I know. And he finally figured it out. Whereas me, it's just like, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, but I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Brandon knew, and I gave him like the perfect thing. It was like, yeah, here's your brother. You know, he's wearing like your old headdress. You know, his swing is very have, like, bigger than yeah. yours. <laughs> right, his Schwartz is bigger than his. You know, you guys have kind of an embattled past, but this is still your twin brother. Like, how are you going to react to this? Yeah, I don't care. Who are you? Do you not care? Because Lugash would fucking care. I think that's just something we have to work on with him. Just getting him more in character. Like, it's funny. His last his character, he loved. He got right into that. But it's like, Lugash, it's like, I don't understand. It's like, maybe he's... I think he needs to dissociate a little bit with fucking Lugash. Yeah. That's a behind-the-scenes thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, the the great menagerie of nut punches and god gambling happens. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I really liked the god gambling part. I thought that lent a little bit of funny bone to it. it like, some much-needed brevity, considering it was devolving into fucking stupidity. Well, it was a organized comedy versus just slapstick. Yeah, uh, more like slap dick, am I right? So, um, that happens, and we kind of cut away. Uh, at, that's about, what, the three-hour mark, I guess, at that point? Good God, yeah, it was somewhere around that. Um, so then we get into Shay and Vareed have a, a grand old time, because uh, Garrick showed Vareed how to activate his sword. Lightsaber. Basically a lightsaber but in the form of a uh, Shamshir, which is a really long scimitar, for those who mm-hmm. don't know. It's more of like a longer, thinner scimitar. Yeah, basically. Which is awesome, in my opinion. I love, I like scimitars, but scimitars are really fat at the end. This is like super thin. So, I used to have a sword uh, like this, and I would probably take a picture and attach it to this post just so everybody can be like this is what it looks like but bigger right um so i'm gonna be totally honest the last half of that fight i went more for rule of cool than um well that's why you kept letting us re-roll for certain stuff too for certain things i let them just go ham Mm -hmm. at least if i was gonna have cool i mean brandon devolved into dick punching and he like that that whole kind of thing went down i was like man this is not very cool we need fountains of blood and gore and people to feel great and i let it happen because <laughs> oh man i i have i have gripes i don't want to voice them <laughs> so voice um, them after we end this yeah 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 basically Shay and Vareed go ham for about a half, just absolutely obliterating things with rules that I basically just said, you know what, guys, you guys, you're gonna, you're gonna have to earn them, but go nuts. And a lot of what Shay does in that is possible, but not in the same length of time. That like uh, the reason I let it happen is because there was a lot of the things that are required for her skills to be used were there. Mm-hmm. Feasibly, Shay could do what she did again if the circumstances were right. But in season two, she's going to be a lot more tame and she's going to have to think about what she does 
a lot more. She's going to have to be a rogue, whereas this was her going to be a tank. This was like her not just tanking, but going on full, like, burst mage DPS bullshit. Yep. She was literally ticking off. Was she a support? Yes. Could she tank? Yes. Could she DPS? Yes. Can she slay Baron? Fuck yes. Solo Baron. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. This is just basically showing off hey, this is what Vareed can do when he feels like it, and this is what Shay can do if the circumstances are right. Basically, they're, the, uh, they're not going to be able to do So it's basically like, uh, this is a climax finale. I want you guys to feel good. Yeah. And I think I eventually tried to set that right with uh, Lugash, but yeah. don't worry. For those of you who are concerned, I've already had a chat with Lugash's player and I've already confirmed that Lugash is going to get better in the new season. And there are going to... during the epilogue. Well, but even still. Like, it's yeah. going to be better. There's going to be a few changes to Lugash's character off camera and on camera that are going to make him a little bit better in the new season. It I digress. Be like a part of instant personality change between episodes. Mm, it's actually going to be more on the DM end that's going to be better. Um, I'm, I, I swear, I hope, I hope that the player and uh, and the character mesh a bit better in the new season. Um, Parda, that was a pretty simple change. Uh, we just said, Sarah, you're being a little too snotty. Be anime girl, and she was like, I like anime girl better anyway. Cool, done. That was simple. Well, she's this supposed not- to be twelve years old. Huh? She, I'm saying 12 in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, 12, she's 12 in by air. elf terms. Yeah, she's 12 in elf years, but not real years. She's older than fucking everyone. She's the oldest character, I think, in the group. Yes, oh, by far. Well, she's the oldest living. Yeah, oldest living, but uh, oldest by years could either be Garrick or Reed. Either way, digression. Actually, that's like sidegression. We need to we need to get back aggression. Yeah. Um, Lugash eventually kills his brother in what I thought was super anticlimactic. He just stepped on his face, and I was like, that could have been cooler. But he killed his brother, took his head. Everyone kind of gets to like everyone kind of coincides at the same time. You know, Lugash kills his brother. Uh, Parda finishes her tea. <laughs> <laughs> she got tired. We had to send her to bed. Um, Vareed and Jay like get pushed back, and that's when my uh, super ultra mega death flare three thousand happens and basically destroys Fomalhot and the nearby fifty like miles all at once, basically wiping out all of the bullshit. And that's where the finale ends, technically with all of our characters dying, like, for real. Like, they died for real. Like, the attack he did, I think, was, like, 300 damage each or something like that. I don't think I actually even needed to roll. It was, like, just a scripted TPK. Well, it was a scripted TPK, but if you were to do that attack in actual, I think it was, like, stupidly high damage if you had done it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would have... Like, there was no missing... 
there was no missing, but it probably wouldn't have, it still wouldn't have put even a dent in a Tarrasque. True. Or other legendary creatures like a Kraken. Like, it may, it would have put a hurt on a Kraken, but it wouldn't have killed it. Yeah. A Tarrasque would have been like, it standing around in the dark area like, what the hell happened? Honest, It would have just reflected it back, because that's what a Tarrasque does. Yeah. So anyway, so the finale ends with uh, Garrick channeling his god, slightly ascending, and basically calls his god to smite the sinners off of the face of the earth, and does so with aplomb. And then that leads into the epilogue episode, where basically we understand what basically happened. Um, basically we do a little gag where the six primary gods of the realm are all basically playing judge slash Supreme Court and they kind of just sentence everybody based on their crimes, most of which are just tampering with the mortal realm because it's what they did. Mm -hmm. Or tampering with mortal affairs, like intervening with timelines and shit. Yep. Garrick is super mega guilty. He wiped Technically, Aaron is not guilty of anything because he's. Um, I'm gonna let you guys know. Technically, Aaron exists in any timeline. He's basically he's the recurring cool. character that will always appear. He's like a recurring, always relevant character. If and when our party ever meets up with him again, it'll be like they like just disappeared or something. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not like just disappeared, but it'll be like, hey, didn't I see you guys like a month ago? Uh, it was like three years ago. Really? Yeah. Wibbly wobbly timey. Yeah. So Auron, um, Auron kind of exists out of the realm of time and space because of his Riftwalker shit. Well, he's a Riftwalker ranger or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, basically, the t god of time and space gets, like, a minor slap on the knee. Uh, Ownvale gets some super serious mega punishment. It sounds like he got just, like, a tiny little slap on the wrist. Like, oh, we're gonna have to put you through counseling. No, no. Um. He's banished from Mortal Realm for, like, some a certain amount of time, isn't he? Well, he's, um being evaluated in the epilogue, they basically said like, hey, you know, they want me to do this thing. It's far worse than I made it sound. Well, he has to pick one of his people. Oh, we already know who he's picking. We know he's picking, because if not, there's no point in his character being there. Exactly. But like I said, Ownvale sounds like he's getting off kind of easy, He's not. He's not. Remember, like, this comes back to the whole um, Lugash gets better. Mm hmm. Let's just say winter is coming for the house of Ownvale. Well, his daughter's already gone. Yeah. About that. Hint. Hint. <laughs> Yay. No, no, Urzale dies. Urzale dies for real. 
Hmm. Hint. 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 But it's a god. Hint, hint. I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I could come out and say it. I mean, there are a few people behind the no, and technically it would be revealed. So, I mean, we could consider this like a, a po- like once we're done with the recap, it really doesn't go on much longer than there. Um, we go like an hour with Caravan 12, uh, which is Jutera, basically um, female Zeus's plan to be like, hey, we can fix the timeline and have competent characters. And then a dwarf had to say something stupid to a dragonborn and started pissing off the whole party. <laughs> and because a dwarf said something stupid, the DM could ina- could reactivate the Caravan 13 protocol and say, nope, 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 this ain't gonna happen. I knew something had to happen, so I just pushed it. Right. Um, I knew something Caravan- had to happen to get us all to die. So I just was like, push. Push. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it worked. It did work. So, uh, what you were like, probably, was probably huh? them just destroying the caravan, the tree falling on us. Something simple. Right. It was literally going. Random event totally screws it over. Instead, <laughs> it became random dwarf pisses off party destroys their only means of transportation in what is now the unknown wilderness to the to the party <laughs> and then an, a literal outside force intervenes it made it more interesting it did make it more interesting i liked it i had fun with it brandon was really depressed his Br- dragonborn died but his that's because it was going to die anyway right we all knew those characters were joke characters. Right? I, I mean, for fuck's sake, George Thorogood, he's real bad to the bone. Come on. Mine was the only one that sounded somewhat competent until you started to realize, wait. Right? <laughs> it's like, hold on. <laughs> he was a part of what group that did what? Right. And they wear what? So, uh, yeah, no. So the epilogue kind of ends with everybody getting brought back um, shortly after Caravan 12's untimely intervention. (laughs) Which uh, leads us into Season 2. Which is just... uh, Yeah. No, go ahead. Which is just basically the beginning is going to be us walking to Shay playing an accordion as we're all sort of like, so are we going to talk about all this or? I actually have a really good gag plan for the opening of season two. Oh, yay. I have the best gag. It continues with all the gags we've done. Yay. Chad? Chad. <laughs> It's an anti-gag, if you know what I'm getting at. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know how you, you know what always happens to your character? Yeah. Not this time. Oh, yay. <laughs> no, no, I want you to think about that. There's only a all few right. things that happens all the time. Sneak preview. 
the planned opening is going to be the uh, our intrepid heroes are supposed to be dropped off in a cart. However, when we zoom in inside, only Shay is sitting on a bench. <laughs> and the other idiots are going to be locked up in potato sacks. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Planning it out. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Which is sad because we never record the first episode where people understand that joke. Although, if they watch the epilogue, they kinda know what happened. What's going on? I was talking about how you were saying we were gonna flip the joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of watch the epilogue recap as well. If you watch the other recap, we kind of explain it. We explain it and then we do the gag for real in epilogue. Yep. But instead of happening, what instead of doing what happened where she basically wakes up after they open the bag? Right. This was he gets woken up by them opening the bag. Right. So uh, also, we didn't have it. He somehow knows how to play a lute. Right. So certain jokes are the same. All right. Yeah, there, there's going to be a callback to that joke. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh right, uh, Vareed talks to old Daddyo. <laughs> I basically just get the feeling it's like this even bigger than him halfling tiefling I kind of actually just imagine if um, I'm, I'm literally going to put it like this if Vareed is Hellboy Anatos is Diablo ah. which is funny because I think Hellboy's actual father looks cooler than Diablo Oh, I'm sure he does, but you know what I mean. When I think Diablo, I think like Diablo 2 Diablo. Yeah. So his father's actually full demon or just... He's technically obvious. still a tiefling, but he's more... Um, he's Correct. kind of gone past that in his war campaigns. To find... well, To find his son. I was about to say, could I spoil that? And I'm like, yes, we can. No, no, that's a that's a thing that was explained. His his um, Vareed's father. Uh, the storyline is for Vareed that Vareed was stolen away when he was very young, forced to compete in gladiatorial arenas under threat of death. Like basically, like fight to survive. If you die, oh well. If you live, you know, we we're basically like you. like, you know, we have a tiefling as a gladiatorial fighter, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. People will come for anywhere for that. Yep. But they always moved. So it was, it was always like Anatos was uh, one step behind, no matter what he did. And eventually, um, Reed breaks out of that Spartacus style. And I'm then... <laughs> right, I I'm, I'm picturing... 
I'm trying to picture Makana say that. It'd be great. We'll get him to say it one of these days. I know. So, uh, Vareed eventually breaks out and then dies in henceforth unknown death. And his father never really gets to find him. And then somebody so, comes back. And then mysteriously gets brought back to life. But, um... Yeah. Uh, Anatos basically led giant war campaigns to search for his son and conquered many realms doing it. <laughs> Vareed was not always on. Campaign, I feel like. What's that? Eventually we're going to make a Planeswalker campaign, I feel like. Well, I mean, v- technically, Vareed never, was never just on Earth. That's not explained. Vareed's arena took place in several realms. Akana doesn't know that. He will if he listens. He doesn't listen to these. I know he doesn't. It'll be the one time he does. <laughs> If he does, he'll be like, James, that is so cool. And I'll be like, yeah, dude, I know. I think it's cool. Yeah. So that kind of explains why Anatos went... Like, it it would be one thing. Like, there's no way Anatos could reasonably fucking sow seeds of chaos in the mortal realm forever. No, no. It's like he went through multiple realms searching for that ass because his son is gone. (laughs) Which is evidenced in Ankamar when there were leagues of dead tiefling men and women and fucking Anatom private guard were there. Yeah. So anyway, um, Shay got to meet Rouge in person. Lugosh had a talk with uh, Ownvale one last time before Ownvale undergoes his attitude adjustment. <laughs> so we're going to lose the... Uh... Zeus meets Southern? Um, you're no longer going to get... Um... Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to address in the recap before we get into the uh, other stuff? Uh, no. That's I think we got... what happened in those three episodes. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember if I left out anything juicy or funny. Um, Hardith went back to we can never leave out the walrus. <laughs> yeah, no. The walrusing happened twice in the finale and the epilogue. Uh, Parta in the epilogue went back to the moon druids on the moon. And I'm just expecting moon cannon. She's just going to create a little mini crater next to us and land and be like, hi guys. Um, that'll all be explained, technically. Um, I know, I just think it'd be if, funny. Uh, if Arda is there in season two at the very beginning, there won't be a need to moon cannon her. If she's not, expect moon cannon. <laughs> we'll find a really awesome, hilarious way to fucking send her out. Well, moon cannon is a reference to a show she really likes. Yeah. Which, if you know which one I'm talking about. Pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. So, um, I guess with the recap out of the way, um, we should go on into, uh, probably just the apology, which is, um, if you've made it this far, we're really sorry, but we are going to be taking another hiatus, uh, after this episode goes up. 
as uh, unfortunately um, Lugash's player is going on a hunting trip in October, which means the rest of his Saturdays leading up to that trip are basically dedicated to going shooting and camping kind of with his father. Just finding a spot. And, yeah. Like they're, they're basically practicing that way when they're going up hunting and, you know, they're not going to be out of breath pieces of, uh, mm-hmm. just rot wood. You know, they're not going to, they're going to be able to actually hunt and be okay and talk to each other. So, that's really cool. Father-son bonding time yep. is happening. I, of course, work in retail, and the holiday season is ramping up, so my Saturdays are getting a little more um, unavailable. So we're going to try and record on weekends if we're available on Sundays, but we're not going to promise anything. Worst case, we maybe do a Discord call, but... Chances are, at the very least, we know um, any Saturdays I have free post-hunting trip, we can do a session. Absolute worst-case scenario, we'll see you guys in the new year with a brand new season. It's going to be great. Well, we might, I don't know, I was about to say December, and then I'm like, oh, wait, holiday. Yeah. Um, Which, the upside is, for you guys, the longer it takes for us to get Season 2 going the more likely we're going to have everything we have planned ready to go. Right. I've already got a lot of season two good to go. Like I could do an episode or two of season two right now with the stuff I have planned. Really awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, That kind of leads into the next thing. Even if we could do like an episode tomorrow, we still were thinking about, we have to wait until October anyway for uh, Brandon's sake. Which means, in the meantime, myself and Chad here are actually looking into upgrading the audio. Yeah, I should take a picture of what all we... Take some pictures and videos of what we use. Yeah, just upload it to the at Ninja Star Fox PR1. Yeah, it's not much. We, we literally look like every stereotypical beginning podcast yeah. group. But that's going to change. We'll look like a slightly upscale amateur uh, we'll podcast. we look like a group that should have an office but doesn't. Yes. We're going to be the group that either records in a bar or an apartment. <laughs> I love how we say, yeah. That's another series we got planned out that we got to get going. Yeah. That we can't but... talk about because it's not in that stage of being able to be talked about. Right, right. There's a lot of concept going on. But anyway, um, between what I teased on Twitter, yeah. on my personal oh, hi, Twitter Mark. with music production, um, mm-hmm. we're looking at getting actually a four mic setup using my iPad. I have a uh, full-on mixing and recording app that I bought for production, but it also happens to do multi-track audio really well. So, we are going to be buying a two-mic setup in October with everything. So, the first episode or two of that is going to be with the new software with two mics. And once we figure out how to get everything going real nice with two mics, we're going to add two more. 
so that at least the main four guys, the DM and obviously the other three, Chad included, will have a personal mic so that we all aren't sharing a giant Yeti ball. Yep. And then uh, Sarah or Parta can share with Vareed uh, when she comes in. And then eventually there's a plan after that for an even better system, but that's that's really, really far down the line planning. Yeah, this was even unexpected. This was, I wanted to do something on the side to make our podcast better. Oh, wait, this is kind of like a, a stepping stone to a better system. Yeah, this is a stepping stone to eventually having like an actual mixer on the desk that we can control outputs and inputs. Actually, between the interface and the iPad, we should be able to control anything we need. I meant like an actual studio. Like, we had, like, somebody in the background controlling the podcast stuff as we talked and played. At Critical Role. Yeah. At Roleplay, at really any of those top ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Small hiatus, but the hiatus comes with some good changes. On yep. top of what is hopefully going to be just a better season on top of that. Now, I was thinking, and I might mention this to you guys talk in more depth, maybe a little mini-series of, like, a couple of things we've been talking about maybe trying out. Like, uh, what? Uh, Borderlands. Okay, yeah, there's the Bunkers and Badasses campaign. Which we have to iron that out, because that, it, the one I found might be worth playing as like a little three or four person team or even just two person one DM thing right and that could be fun as like a little it gets us through just doing like a discord call playing this because you only need a I think it's a six sided die for it right it's kind of like GURPS I think that's what it's based off of is GURPS, but they just made their own custom stuff. Mm -hmm. So, basically, we just make our own version of uh, Borderlands with bungers and badasses. That could be a thing. We can maybe try a couple of Makana's ideas. Just to do like a little filler between this season and next. Just do a bunch of one shot random yeah. do like a star wars thing yep and like i said those we don't mind doing over like discord calls or something so it's right yeah although we might do one or two of them to test out your stuff sure little hints and prom promises that we might not be able to deliver for you guys at the very least the audio Coming. The other oh. idea, those are, those are, uh, we'll see if McConnell is receptive to record some of his. He might not be. That's why I said the bunkers and badass as well, because that one could just be. Just if it comp. sucks, it sucks. Right. Um, okay, uh, apology and explanation out of the way. I think you had questions for me. Yes, um, I did have some questions, if I could remember them. You didn't write them down? I had them on my phone. My phone has died. 
Yeah. Yeah, the only stuff I've got I can't really ask about because some of it might involve spoilers. You can try asking at least. Okay. Um, are we going to find out the silverhead, silverhead man, aka Rouge's name, or is it just? Technically, I did say one of his names. You did. Yes. I had to go. However, um, Rouge does have a more formal name that you might be able to find out in season two. Yes. Yeah, because I get the feeling we're going to find out he's a demon lord. Or is he's not a, a demon, demon lord. lord. Hmm? He is, he, he's not an actual demon lord. He's just trying to become one. Something like that. That's just me guessing. That's not me actually knowing. Right. Motherfucking Alucard. Motherfucking... <laughs> Yeah, for those of you wondering, part of me does hate this curse, but at the other time, the part of me that's like, I want to be a tank, I want to be a tank, I want to be a tank, is like, I still want to know why the curse. Hmm? I still want to know why you hate the curse. It's because it wasn't exactly what I was planning for Shay, but... You can still be Shay. I know, I can still be Shay. I've just added a new foil to your character outside of, uh... Rambling bird drunk. <laughs> now you're a rambling bird drunk demon. Yeah. There was stuff I was eventually going to try and talk with you about story wise, and then it's like, here's a story, and it's like, well, let's see where it goes. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll love what I have planned for you, boyo. Well, there's already one hint, but I can't really mention it because it's going to talk about a spoiler. Which is. Oh hi, Mark. Oh, that was a that was a play on. Uh, you guys were like so afraid. I was like, I'm teasing something music, and you guys thought it was something super bad. And I'm like, Oh hi, Mark. Oh no! I as soon as you said that, I'm like, that could go any way though. Oh, I know. No, that was just me screwing with you guys on Twitter. I know. Because <laughs> you didn't text us going <laughs> in the background. Nope. Although that should have given you pause. He's like, he didn't tweet us. Why, did, why didn't Why did he text us? What's going on? Yeah. Well, as soon as you said he didn't... Te- as soon as you said that, where you said you didn't text us, it's just like... Hmm. Right. I was also at work. Yeah. But yeah, it, it sounds like you're just bringing in a character we've jokingly said exists, I'm guessing. Mm. I don't know if uh, Mark actually will exist. He might, but... No, no, that's not the, uh, that's not the I have plans. <laughs> no, no, I have <laughs> awesome plans for Shay. Well, yeah, this whole season is dedicated to her from what you hinted at. Well, season two is, um, so for those of you who are concerned, season one was a lot of railroading. I basically j- built James's fucking railway. It's hi, hello, here's a one, one-way track train that goes from beginning to end. Season two is going to be a more slow burn with story elements weaved into it like it should be. Yeah. 
there are going we just weren't to sure be... how it was going to work, so we just said, okay, fine. There's going to be a lot of uh, Shay-related events in the story, but everybody will kind of have their own growth in it. As long as nobody dies. Nah. I mean, the chances of you guys dying in the new season are higher. Well, I'm pretty sure there's certain players that are like, please. I'm sure there are certain players' cloaks that are like, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Can you think of um, questions now? <laughs> I mean, do you have any more? Uh, I'm trying to come up with on the fly. Fair enough. Um, what is something you're looking forward to into that I've teased? Or things you're curious about that I've teased? Well, I know you've hinted at the fighting pits multiple times. Like, to the point where I had to write down the name of where it is. What do you mean? Regulus. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> Regulus is one thing. That's a, like a location. There's actually going to be a lot of a lot more locations eventually. But in order to get you guys acclimated to the more open world side, you guys are actually finally okay at role playing now. Mm-hmm. But of course, now I'm adding in a bunch of new stuff that I want you guys to get okay with. Well, you're basically now requiring us to actually take notes so we can actually remember what the hell happened like five episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> Like mentioning some of my character's backstory, which I must say sort of is fitting. <laughs> Why? Uh, helped destroy two kingdoms, killed how many people? Oh, you're gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm really close to giving it away. You gotta be careful. See, that's why I said this is something if you're gonna want to spoil it super badly, we'll wait till after this is over. No, no, um, I'm, see, here's the thing, I don't want to spoil it for you or for the audience. Ah. It's, it's one of those, like, kind of important things. Makana knows, because I had to run it by him, like, dude, would this make sense? He's like, that makes perfect sense. I'm like, okay, good, we're rolling. (laughs) Sweet. So, Makana knows the, uh, the basic spoiler. Makana seems to know everything. Makana is the only person I can trust to not metagame. Fair enough. And besides, Makana is the only other one table that I would consider um, how how would I put this? Denon never answers his own, so I can't Denon's not very uh, good at role playing either, so I can't really run anything by my friend Denon. And I don't really have any other friends I can run it by. And Makana and I kind of are like the same person. So it's like, bruh, as a friend, does this sound dope? Hell yeah. All right. Now as a player, you have to forget what I told you. He's like, okay. I think it's just the fact that this is our first time playing a campaign together. Basically. Because you ended up finding out. Yeah. To be fair, I try to all tell you guys separate things if I have to tell you things. Well, you try and tell us stuff about other characters just so... It comes up, we're like, yeah. So now you're going to be the one left out. Now Brandon and McCoy know about your character. You were like, you fuckers know things I don't read. <laughs> I can get it out of Brandon if I really wanted to. So. Oh my god, that would be so easy. <laughs> I know. 
That's so, why part yeah. of me is like, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. But I want to know. It's like I also have loose lips and I can't help but share things I'm really into. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is so cool. I can't wait for you to find out, tells you five minutes later. So what do you think? Well, shit. Now I have to know. Now I have to live with this thing that's going to happen but isn't. See, that's the funny thing. You should just start screwing with us and start doing, like, messing with our expectations so we're expecting something to happen, and then it's like, nope. That's kind of lame. It's funnier from our reactions because we're like, wait, what? So, wait, wait, that wasn't supposed to happen. I know. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> so, okay. Um, season two-wise, I'm going to ask you, what are you expecting to get out of season two as a player? Like, what are the, what are some of your things you want? Hmm. Give me a few seconds on that. Uh, definitely more growth character-wise. I mean, you went, okay, like, let's be honest. In 13 episodes, you went from, hi, I'm a semi-bi drunk raven to... I'm an expert assassin drunk raven who's also by flirts with an orc and I also happen to be paired with a very powerful blood demon. <laughs> That's not character growth? It is. Don't worry. If you're looking for more expanding and profound character growth, I've got a little chart next to me that I can just tick off things when they happen. <laughs> It's like, oh, what's that? She wants character growth? Alright, X this spot on the chart. Character growth happens. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's really just everybody having fun. And I mean, just... Same for me. Hmm? Same for me. Everybody's having fun. As long as everybody's having fun doing this, that's all that really matters. And... I'm trying to think of ways of wording it. Yeah, it's basically have more fun playing it, get better at playing, and just see what the hell happens. Right. What are you expecting from next season? I'm expecting a lot of things, none of which I can promise. Yeah. This is one of those questions where the, if you had the other two here, it'd be us all having a discussion for 20 minutes. Right. Um, I already know... Um, I know what Makana wants. Makana just wants to get more into his character, just as, like, a, like expand his character a little bit. Not, like, in the... Uh, like, obviously, he still wants to find his father, for real. That's basically the same for me. I want to find out more about her history that you've now started to set up. It's like, she's the worst... Apparently, she's worse than we actually thought oh yes she is but what's funny uh, is I get the feeling she doesn't remember a single thing oh no she doesn't <laughs> oh no she doesn't <laughs> except here's the thing unlike um, unlike Zarog and Luke who have amnesia for, for like he he had amnesia 
because we had to create them in a single day mm-hmm. and we didn't adventure them with it first. I have come up with a great reason why Shay doesn't remember. Oh man. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh, you're going to love. This. I'm assuming it involves booze. No. Ooh, even better. Oh, no booze was involved in this. Well, I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, booze was involved somewhere, but not, no, not the end result. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's already making me really excited for this next season. Oh, Chad, you have no idea. Oh, you wish. Um, so to kind of tease uh, season two and what to expect, um, we've gone from linear like D grade story to what I would consider a solid A minus story. Like this is like, I mean, like I love we went... how you're being nice and giving us an A minus. Huh? An A minus. Look, I'm not going to call it triple A. Like this is like an A minus tier story. This is like, you know, there are movies like on sci-fi, like Sharknado. Season mm-hmm. one was like Sharknado. I'm shooting for like Event Horizon on the next season. Event Horizon isn't but it's spectacular at what it does, mm-hmm. which is creep you the fuck out. Am I going for creep you the fuck out? No, but it's it does the its same job. thing. It does its job very well. God, I love Event Horizon. That movie still terrifies me to this fucking day. Isn't it implied that that's a uh, Warhammer prequel? No, not even close. Although it's W.S. Anderson, it fucking could be. Yeah. I thought that was some theory I heard about it. That would be really odd if it was. I mean, I could see the... I could see the parallels to it. I'm sure there probably was some inspiration from it, but no, I'm pretty sure it's just supposed to be a sci-fi horror. Okay, is that the one where they jump through a portal and end up somehow pulling hell back with them? No, no. Actually, it's kind of... It's kind of like that. Basically, the Event Horizon, uh, the ship built by um, everyone's favorite uh, Jurassic Park boy. Well, I don't know about favorite. Okay, so this is the movie I'm thinking of. So you just said that. Yeah. Um, I'll send you the theory that I read about about later. Okay. Ba- basically, ship creates a black hole, jumps through it, accidentally goes to hell comes back, ship is possessed, and all of its crewmates died going insane inside the ship. And then um, Jurassic Park guy takes a crew back to the Event Horizon once it comes back and then gets possessed by the ship and then starts killing people naked because fucking movies. I'll send you the theory because it's actually kind of interesting and possible. Nice. So, uh, like I was saying, we're going from, like, Railroad, Choo Choo, to... I mean, Makana kind of quoted it as The Witcher, but uh, I'm going to call it more like Dragon Quest. Because The Witcher is... That's kind of like... That's too high praise. Dragon Quest is at least... It's respectable. It does its job super awesome. It's funny. Has its own little quirks. It's still really good open world with some linearity in it. It's and Fallout it's 4. endearing. Huh? It's Fallout 4. No, Fallout 4 is trash. You take that back. 
I will not have my campaign smeared like that. <laughs> okay, Fallout 4 after the Nuka World DLC. No, nothing Fallout 4 will good. Like, oh, it's my least favorite Fallout in the franchise. It's mine too, but it's... There is some charm after they started adding the DLCs and fixed a lot of the crap. I have never played any of the DLCs, so I can't actually quote it on it. Yeah. I'm still going to go with, like, Dragon Quest. Right. Because... Well, fantasy or maybe The Witcher going. 2. Maybe Witcher 2, but not All Witcher right. 3. Because Witcher 3 was great. Yeah, it's Witcher 3. Right. So anyway, lots more open world, a lot more going on behind the scenes. I'm actually going to be doing event tracking. There's <laughs> going to be more quests, actual quests that uh, the party can do and stumble upon. There's going to be a lot more ways to travel, and the traveling will be easier. Well, I say easier, but they'll be able to go places easier. Getting there is still going to be a bitch. Um, weapons and armor are no longer going to be boring. I'm actually doing my own little weapon and armor system with different blacksmiths. Um, I can tease more of that at a later date. Yeah, I, think the I don't want to tease about armor wise for one character is how her abilities work, and even then, I actually have come up with a really she doesn't your backstory ah. you'll love it <laughs> on top of every fucking thing else I'm for you it's going to be great <laughs> I'm so excited for you yeah so far this is what we know of Shay's backstory she, she's traveled so long she doesn't remember the very first thing we knew was um, she was tied up into a potato sack and was dumped off somewhere with a note in it. That was it. There was a note? There was a note. I, you just, like, threw it away. Like, was, like, somebody picked it up and threw it away, but I did have, like, a note with you. I don't remember a note, so we're at... And unfortunately, that's the only episode we don't have recorded. Yep. That doesn't really matter. Um... I expect the note that, probably said something like, you're on your own. Something, something, something. But, um... The new season is going to be totally awesome because the characters are going to be able to de develop themselves without actually having to be at the table all the time. Even if Sarah misses sessions, which uh, part of Sarah is likely to do sometimes due to her schedule, we are still finding ways... I done a little thing where characters can actually do development on and off the table. That way, missing a session doesn't feel like you're really missing anything at all. Well, the thing is with shit with Parnith, two female characters, I just went, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's because of her schedule, but with her ADHD. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, um, without going into too much specifics on the system until we get started, basically there's going to be certain um, skill checks for things that characters want to do on the table and then they can set goals for themselves and if they pass checks during certain points at the table and at the beginning of every session, 
they can make progress on those goals, giving them one step closer to whatever they want to achieve. Nice. Yes, it's going to be really cool. More specializing in game without uh, it's going to be like acquiring skills um, instead of um, like like skill making or scroll making. I mean, not everybody can just make scrolls. Mm-hmm. You can learn to make scrolls. I know Makana wants to do that. Makana wants to learn how to make scrolls, but I'm not just going to let him do a D20 and then he knows how to make scrolls. I'm going to make him start with, he has to start researching scrolls. He has to go find a book and he has to read it. He has, has to find somebody to let him apprentice for. Or just self-study. Yeah. Basically, if he starts doing all that, he can learn how to do scrolls up to his magic level. Which is really cool because it gives him best in off table as well as in table. Mm-hmm. And everybody can do something like that. Brandon kind of has his own part of, actually part of knew what she wanted to do before I even asked her. It was hmm. awesome. What did she want to do? Or can we not she, wants, she wants to learn how to track animals. So basically both her and if I remember right Brandon want to become rangers? No, Brandon does not get to do anything he to do because he was wrong and he wanted to try like oh oh I, I reamed him for that mm-hmm. I want to be a wizard you do not get like he he wanted to get like wizard spells I told him no I want to do rangery then you're a cleric stop no rangery things for you so part of wants to be oh that's gonna be awesome Pardo wants to learn to track animals perfect well, she wants to become a ranger so she's basically going to eventually multi-class She's not really trying to be a ranger. She wants to learn how to track down unicorns is her thing. Oh, yay. Something you mentioned, I just remember when you said that. Mm, I'm sure. Unicorn blood? Oh, right. Yeah. We don't know how that'll work. Hmm? We don't know how that'll work. But anyway, so uh, part of track animals... Which can be useful. She wants to learn how to track unicorns, but I'm going to make it into a more of a support thing, like be able to help you guys hunt and get food if you guys That's are low said, on. You're basically training her to be a ranger, or at least a mock ranger. Not even, but but not really. I'm just That's giving. Why I said you... mock ranger. It's like she has the knowledge of a ranger, but she's not a ranger. Like how Shay is has the knowledge of being a bard, but isn't a bard. Yeah, but you can't do bardy things. That's the thing. Yeah. It's kind of like you're a you're a bard for um, entertainment, but not for uh, like play style. Yeah. So um, basically, I'm just going to allow uh, part of to be able to help you guys get food if you guys are ever camping and need rations or anything. She can help you guys get food. Is what I'm going to make it, and then she can obviously work towards tracking unicorns in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, season two is going to be a lot wider in depth. It's going to have a lot more going on. There's going to be a lot more notes on my end and the players' end. Dungeons, actual dungeons. <laughs> we we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's been neither Dungeons nor Dragons. Well, we had a basilisk. And eh, not didn't really count. Yeah, no. So we're technically going to have more dungeons, and there might be dragons now. I hope you guys don't find them. <laughs> really, hope you don't. yeah. 
really hope you don't find them. Hey, we still don't know what that egg is. But like I said, I hope you don't find them. <laughs> Part of this comes flying in on one, like, how? Literally like a giant jade dragon. Holy shit, Aki! And she's tamed it. And she's tamed it because she's a druid. <laughs> Battle companion. This is my... This is my familiar. That's not a familiar. So, um, yeah, season two is just going to be a lot of uh, really, really awesome things, in my opinion. I can't wait to actually get it started for real. Yeah, we've basically gone from... I can't... I'm... Yeah, we've gone from Fallout 4 to Fallout New Vegas. Fair enough? What? We've gone from being Fallout 4 to now we're being Fallout New Vegas. I'll take that. I'll take that step up. <laughs> Can you tell which one of us plays more sci-fi RPGs and which one of us plays more fantasy when you're saving stuff like Witcher and I'm like, Fallout. Well, I like Fallout New Vegas. I, I just... I thought you were calling season two Fallout Four, and I was like, "You take that back no. right now." If you just said like I, I didn't understand that, I personally think Fallout New Vegas is awesome. Well, Fallout New Vegas was basically the best of Fallout Three, taking stuff from Fallout One and Two. Right. Which is why it's such a memorable game, and there's so many mods and crap for it. Right. Whereas Fallout Three, it's just like. It's Fallout 3. It's Fallout 3 with 3-Dog and a talking tree. Which was from Fallout 1 and 2, but he's like the only character from Fallout 1 and 2. Right. Yeah, we need to start like just a separate podcast. Yeah, I know, for, for all the games speak. Yeah. Anything else you can think of? Now that I've done the whole... Uh hyping up for season two. Mm. Yeah, not really anything on my end. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's not really anything I can ask you now that wouldn't be spoilery. You can always try. I know. It doesn't have to be about your character. Okay, so what are your hopes for Lugosh? I hope he learns to love himself. That's a pretty deep hole you got yourself in down there. I have taken care of that hole. <laughs> and the fucking pants that Onvale is supposed to wear. I've taken care of all of that. <laughs> so, um... If you're curious, Chad, I can tell you what the plans are for Ownville. I think I think it's only fair I address them. Yeah. Okay. So, inadvertently, um, Brandon... I kind of did to Brandon what DM did to me. I've kind mm -hmm. of, like, take... Oh, okay, so I'm going to explain this. Makana and I had a mutual friend. We first met... This is how we met. We met through this campaign... Um, our DM gave us like spiritual talking items. Mm -hmm. I had my own God, which I talked to kind of to myself. Like I didn't, I, I never wanted to physically address 
or have the DM play my god. So I just said, you know, I pray to my god and get... Mm-hmm. The thing is, um, he had an idea to not only make the campaign kind of like... Uh, it, it was around the time that uh, Scott Pogan came out. Oh. That kind of dates that. We were still in like middle school, maybe freshmen or something like that. So <laughs> he was a sophomore because obviously McConnell's like a year and a half older than me. So anyway, we were in high school. Fucking Scott Pogan came out. So the ultimate quest line was like going and getting back this like fighting in hell and Slayer of Hell was going to be this wacky bitches evil exes. But here's the thing. The DM gave us all individual spiritual items except for another Brandon who I don't think you and the D&D Brandon know. Um, He had like a spiritual item that was from like one of his favorite anime. Hmm. Uh, he had the the little sister from No Game No Life as his like little animated creature. It was super dumb. He had like a scythe and shit. Cool but dumb. And he it's gave me anybody during high school who's an anime fan. No, I know, no, but uh, he gave me the spear of Longinus, and he gave me hippie, hippie Jesus, but hmm. also cynical anti hippie Jesus at the same time and I couldn't escape it and I was of course trying to play like super like you know I'm a devout cleric and this guy is like an atheist and hates religion so he gave me who's just trying to play a normal cleric a super anti-religious cynical Jesus and it has rubbed me raw ever since I hate it so fucking much and inadvertently I've done the same thing to Brandon which was kind of something I didn't intend on happening, but when your opening case to a god is I'm a bitch, what do you fucking expect? So he kind Especially of gave Zeus like God. Yeah, like you you basically found a god after your old one tried to betray you again, and your opening argument is look, I'm tired of being a little bitch. That was what you gave me, and I kind of gave it back. But I took it too far, which I mean that's that's my fault. If it had been any other one of us, it probably would have we would have figured it out quickly. But unfortunately, Brandon then got caught in this little loop where he like hates his character, he hates gods, he hates his character, he hates gods, and it's like I'm not I'm trying to make you like like Ownvale, but it's like I'm never energy from him that allows like mm-hmm. he's not like not trying to establish the connection I need. So he constantly gives me like this semi sarcasm. It's like if you could just give me an ounce of what you gave your dragonborn barbarian, you'd have a cool relationship. I know. So, so unfortunately, I, like, as the I DM, get the I feeling Omvale wants somebody just to. Go ahead. I'm trying to. I'm doing the pose, but I'm trying to think of a way of saying it. Like this, just defiant look of like, bring it. Basically, he wants, like, Ownvale, like, Luke, Ownvale was trying to be my way of trying to get Brandon to do bigger and better things, but Brandon never really gave it back. Well, that's why he started saying cojones every time he started to do stuff. Right. And unfortunately, he took that as the five-hour episode. Yeah, no. um, So, as recompense for my sins... And as a way of trying to make Brandon hopefully like his character better, 
I have decided to do something extreme to own Vale. <laughs> I mean, I I have um I'm basically doing a 180 on Own Vale. Own Vale is still super snarky southern Zeus to a point. Now he's more southern gentleman. No. Um, no, no. Um he's he's I'm gonna put it in the best way possible. Before he was Larry the cable guy. Okay? And let's be honest, before Ownvale was basically Zeus if Zeus was Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just leave it at this phrase. Now he's tater salad. I just turned this motherfucker into John Wick. Oh. <laughs> That's all the setup you need to know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I like it. So yeah, it basically covers everything unless some question pops in your mind real quick. I can't think of anything, but um, yeah, no. Omvale is still going to be Southern, but he's going to have a few grudges to settle. Yeah. I wish we had had more followers on Twitter, because I would have been like, give us your questions for a Q&A for Caravan 13. Yeah. I was thinking about teasing it, but it was just not... Uh, I, I don't know. We should have, but at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, that was that the does. recap then. Unless you got something. Uh-huh. I I like it. All right, same here. Cool. Well, this has been James and Chad, and this was a recap, if you could call it that. There's definitely there was definitely some recap in there. It was at least a recap. Definitely. All right. Signing off. Bye, everybody.